The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and I want to give you a special thank you for all of you that support our show and ideas and concepts and practical applications that bring people from the awareness of a good life or an ordinary life to the ability and the idea of having an amazing life. Today, I am actually at headquarters of Kansas City, Missouri on Unity Online Radio and thrilled to be part of this tremendous organization that we call Unity, the teachings that free, accelerate, and energize people to become empowered. And today our author that we are featuring is someone that is known uh, throughout the country and the globe. Her name is Suzanne Harrell. She is the author of many writings and many works. And Suzanne, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Well, one of the things that we know, and I'm sure you've read studies as well, there's two things that people want to talk about most of the time. One would be finances, how to get more or how to have or hold on to what I have. Your specialty is the second one and not necessarily the least important Probably the most important is the idea of relationship. Yes. How do you define uh, what having a good relationship is? And by the way, just so our audience can know a little bit, because um, we tend to think of role models and we love people that are walking their talk. And I just want everyone to be real clear. Suzanne walks her talk. She has been married 45, soon in December, 46 years. She has children and grandchildren, and she knows the idea of what a good and dynamic relationship is all about. <laughs> so, Suzanne, thank you for modeling that for us. You're welcome. Um, as a counselor, people come to me, and they're not married, and they wish they were. They are married, and they wish they weren't, or they're newly widowed and they're confused on what to do and some people are happy without a partner but they get lots of pressure and what I have learned is uh, the solution to all those dilemmas is the same 
it's to know ourselves. And as we know and love ourselves, uh, that is the foundation of being able to relate, to transform relationships that are stuck and to attract partners that are more in align with who we really are, our true selves. And if we are happy without a partner, then we can very easily communicate that with confidence to our friends and they back off. Well, one of the things, um, I've been a life coach for many years and a, um, a minister as well as a counselor, and I'm sure you've found this to be true. I used to be one of these people that I'm just getting ready to define, that many years I was seeking someone to offer me something that I was unwilling to offer myself, be it acceptance, um, unconditional love or whatever the qualities or the aspects were I actually had it in my mind that I could attract to me someone that could give me something that I wasn't willing to invest the time the energy the therapy or whatever it would take to give myself and what I think people don't seem to understand or grasp if you're not like you're saying comfortable within your own skin and your own inner being and you're seeking a relationship that will come and cuddle you and just tell you how wonderful you are and that you're you're beautiful or you're handsome or whatever your gender is um it you discount that person because you're not comfortable even in receiving that level of love because you've never had it is that the premise That's of what true. you have and, found to be and- true it is true, and no one can make you feel loved. They can try and try and try, but if you don't have that within yourself, as you just said, you don't receive it or you don't recognize it, or it only lasts for five minutes, and then you've got to have more and more. It's like an addiction to have it come from outside yourself. Um, Self-esteem is such an important aspect of a good relationship. And what you're talking about here is having uh, switching from an external locus of control to an internal where you're empowered from within, and you really get that from your higher power. And as you get stronger in recognizing that strength within, then it just kind of shines outside of you and you do receive it from other people but you give it to other people also well one of the things that i find um is so difficult for people to understand is it's imperative that you teach other people how to treat you as i used to say to people in our counseling sessions most people that you'll date in your life or perhaps live with are not psychic. You know, most of them cannot read your mind or know what's weighing heavy on your heart or understand that you would prefer, um, you know, events in your life to be a certain way. And unless you give them credit, first of all, giving yourself credit that you deserve to be recognized and heard and known, but secondly, giving them credit that they love you so much that they would be willing to make the adjustments if they don't know what they are. Um, then it's just an internal guessing game, and over that and over time develops anger, frustration, and that self-saboteur kind of kicks in, and you just want to destroy the fact that you've ever had a relationship in the first place. 
Yes, and I also find that people don't know what they want, and that therefore they can't communicate to their partner, and so it really requires self-study and spending time asking yourself what you want and what you need, and then you get better at being able to ask for it once you get clear. When for somebody that's out in the audience today saying, "Okay, that that hits home. That would be me." Okay, here I am. I'm sitting here and I have no idea what I want. What are some of the tools or applications, Suzanne, that you advise people either through your blog? I know you write a lot of material on your website, innerworkspublishing.com, and people can participate in that. Uh, what are some of the things that that you feel are the you know three or four ideas that really help people get from a lack of knowing who they are in their own development to I feel comfortable I know who I am I'm in my own skin I'm learning more about me every day and my confidence is more at a peak level. Well, I can share things that I've done to transform my life. I. Uh, have to spend time by myself, especially when I'm unhappy, but I do it daily now anyways. But some time each day where you ask yourself, what's going on? Am I happy? Am I unhappy? And start developing that relationship with self. With me, writing down thoughts and feelings and reactions to people and events were very important for me because things would pop out on the paper that I had no idea were bothering me. Now, I've worked with people for over 30 years, and there's only a small percentage that want to journal write or that I can talk into that. At the very least, sit and talk to yourself and think and ponder Um So journal writing and spending time alone are the top of my list. Another one, if you have a close friend that's at a similar place on the journey that you're on, that's a wonderful place to bounce ideas off and even receive feedback if you trust that person. And counseling is another option where you start putting yourself in a milieu of looking at yourself and figuring out who you are and discover all your good things about yourself. Those are just a tip of the iceberg. And through that, um, then comes the awareness of the steps a person may need to take um, to get from A to B? Well, uh, yes. If I know I want more quality time with my partner and I've identified that, then I can sit or, and talk to my partner and say, you know, let's, let's do something different here. Where are you unhappy and what would make your life different? And your partner probably will be confused and won't know what to say and might turn it around, but eventually you say, well, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and this is what I think would be good for our relationship. And 
maybe we need to go out once a week together like we did when we were first dating and get a dialogue going. Uh, I do think that just about everybody needs communication skills and how to build good communication in a relationship. And uh, there are many, many things to do, but one is to speak from your experience and not blame or shame the other person into being wrong or responsible for you so that they don't want to listen to what you say. But when you speak from your experience, I've been unhappy lately. I want to do things differently. I don't feel like I know you as well as I would like to. I want to have fun with you. That's speaking from my experience and not making you feel like you're doing something wrong. And when people don't feel wronged upon, then there is the space and the energy which will allow them to be open and to not become defensive and to be able to kind of do some uh, ping-pong dialogue with you that would allow um, a new revolution of awareness for both of you. Often um, the other person would come forward too and say, I've been feeling that too, right? I mean, once the door is open and that fluidity of... And if if we could learn to um, integrate and in, in to teach our significant others, our partners, our husbands, our wives about the idea that you know life is fluid and it's ongoing, and there isn't like this arrival place, like you know, oh, I thought everything's worked out now. <laughs> if it's looked at as a joy of how can we deepen and enrich our experiences together. I mean, imagine you've had quite a few ahas or epiphanies along your journey with you having a success record of 45 years. Am I correct? (laughs) You are correct. And I started off very young not knowing any of this. And you could say at one level I wrote a lot of these books uh, for my younger self that wish she had this information. And there's a lot out there right now and it can be very confusing but you know my approach is you must work on your own consciousness you must expand your awareness you must grow your world bigger to include the things that you say you want and when you do that you have to look at your patterns and your issues that come up it's not just talking to your partner, I'm I'm not getting enough attention from you. You have to look at, well, what is it about me that set it up this way? And what can I do differently? And what dance steps am I doing that keep it going the way it is? So all that, again, goes back to self-study and then being willing to communicate it with your partner. I think good relationships have some time each week where they sit down and they can tell each other the truth about what they're feeling. And that's pretty scary to start if you've been married 25 years and you don't want to do it, but then feel like you'd rather leave the relationship, which I've seen many times. Uh, Why not take some risks and change 
your dance steps and put it out there and see if you might have a match to transform your relationship. I love the fact that you're you're calling it a dance. It takes uh, two to tango. And if you hold the premise of a dance that someone's going to step on your toes, then that's how your relationship can be. If you hold the relationship that that two of you can equally lead, then that's how the dance can be, right? But it's a, altogether just a, a tremendous learning process for sure. I want to remind everybody in our listening audience that you can go to Suzanne. We're talking to Suzanne Harrell today. She is a specialist on relationship. She's been doing it for most of her life. You can go to her website, innerworkspublishing.com, to find out more. And also, I would love to hear more from all of you and your feedback. You can write me at amazing at unity.fm, amazing at unity.fm, or you can go to um, our website at unitycampus.org. Always interested in hearing the types of individuals that you would have featured on our show that help us move from a good to amazing life. And Suzanne has been coaching people for years in how to do just that with relationship. When we come back after our short break, we're going to talk about self-esteem. And we're also going to delve deeper into the inner you and knowing when you should stay in a relationship or when you should leave it. We'll be right back after this short break. listening to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world to support this ministry go to www.unity.fm and click on donate now your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, 
and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And one of the songs that I, I really love is written by Karen Drucker, and it's the song, You Are the Face of God. And one of the things um, that is relative to uh, individuals and people in our lives, first of all, as Suzanne was saying earlier, uh, a key element for anyone is to have good quality communication skills. So if you're a person and you haven't um, read about, worked on yourself, engaged in the ability to communicate and articulate information that you get heard, I would say that first and foremost, for you to have an amazing life that is so crucial and important, is to learn how to communicate with other people. One of the other aspects that we were talking about is is relationship and how people feel about relationship. It's never too late to have a good relationship. And when we talk about the face of God, there's people that we work with. There's people that could be our parents. Uh, there's individuals that we live with. There's couples, uh, husband and wife. There's the boss at the office. And they're all showing up in many different faces. And I feel as I know Suzanne does, it's an opportunity for us to grow out of ourselves into the true essence of who we are. Suzanne, I'm sure you get this question a lot, and often people think it's just so easy to leave. Uh, Things aren't going my way here, either at work or at home, and I've just had it, and I'm taking my keys and running. Is that good advice for people, that they, they just leave what they have? I believe before you leave, you make sure you've learned everything you can from the situation so that you don't turn around and repeat it again. We're always drawing to us situations that are going to make us heal our past. So anything that we're unconscious about from our background from our conditioning, from earlier relationships, from teachers, from bosses, that kind of rolls around inside of us, and if we didn't have closure, we didn't have understanding of how we had something to do with that situation showing up in our life, then we have not taken advantage of why we're in that situation and so unhappy to begin with. So I believe in asking um, myself when I'm unhappy, what is it about me that attracted this? What patterns am I repeating? When's the first time I remember feeling this way around somebody because the partner or the boss or the parent is um, reminding you of, unhealed patterns within self. So I always 
like to ask myself questions about those patterns. And once I see what the lessons are and can identify them, then I look at my progress. Am I stifled in not speaking up because I feel dominated again like I did my whole life? Uh, I've attracted another dominating boss or partner. Uh, If that's the case, then I need to look at what I could do differently to upset the apple cart, to change the dance step, to see if different results can be made from me changing how I am doing life. And then you're able to start attracting um, new types of people into your life? If you do this, many times your relationship will change and transform and you will no longer feel like a victim. And if your partner or boss changes, at least they change in your presence, you might not need to leave. If you still choose to leave, then you're doing it out of a completion, not out of running away from your unhappiness or discomfort. And it's almost like if you can learn to be happy in that situation and work with your attitude and beliefs and behaviors and words, then you have more free will choice of whether to stay or leave. It's, it's, it seems self-evident that no matter what we do, there's no getting around ourselves. Is that basically that's what, what we're saying? Yeah. Um, I love that the new serenity prayer, I'm sure it's not new to people across the world, but it's new, been new to me. It simply says, God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know it's me. <laughs> I just really love that. And it it all comes back to that, doesn't it? It, it comes back to um, that awareness. I know that I've heard people say before, I, I've heard um, women say, well, you know, I've... I've had two or three relationships with men, and, you know, maybe now I need to be open to having a relationship with a woman, a love relationship, I'm talking. And um, and I'm always pretty quick to say, you know, actually I've done both, and the same issues that were with the man were the same issues that were with the woman. It really didn't have much to do with that because the same issues I toted to both places. So I think that's a, a key teaching um, for people to be aware of. Um, you know, you can change homes, you can change cars, you can change um, people, you can change genders, but it's still inevitable. It's about the inward changes that need to happen within yourself so that you can feel in that clear mirroring, like Suzanne is saying, that you finally meet um, your true um, love. Um, Some people are fortunate, like you, Suzanne, that you can grow together, and you can do it as time goes on, while other people uh, change and shift and also outgrow um, people in, in their relationships. Do you feel that that um, it's a failure or that people are, I know that sometimes 
people feel that way. I had an an aunt actually um, take her life because she and her husband divorced, and she could never heal from it. And she was part of a religious movement that said that wasn't okay. How do you feel about that? Because I know uh, our audience has uh, uh, members know people that are going through that very kind of pain. I think divorce can be a very creative time. I think people need to know it is just like a death, and so you go through the same grieving process, and if you don't understand that it's normal to be depressed, normal to be angry, normal to um, feel like giving up, but as you understand and allow yourself to grieve, then you can go through that process. And what I talked about a minute ago, whether it's your choice to leave, you can do it after the relationship also where you can look at what the lessons were and what what did I not see, what was I not aware of, what do I need to be more conscious of next time, where am I vulnerable Where are my weak spots? Uh, For example, um, do I need words of affirmation to feel good in a relationship and feel insecure if I'm around somebody that doesn't uh, affirm they love me? Then I'm going to be really vulnerable if somebody just is really good with the words but not follow up with the actions on loving me. So those are just a couple of things about divorce that can be very, very painful and it can be very creative. You can use it to your advantage. So that for sure you don't continue to repeat those patterns and have those very same, um, I always like to say they may even be better looking the next time, but until the inner work is done, you still have the same dynamics that show up in your life. I'd like to remind everybody also that um, on Suzanne's website, innerworkspublishing.com, you can take the Herald Self-Esteem Inventory And it's a set of questions that allow you to get um, a better read or insight of how you are and how you hold yourself. I was on a a television show. It's been um, a little over a year ago on Lifetime Television, and they were asking me, Suzanne, is self-esteem nurture or nature? And I, um, I said, you know, it, we're gifted, we're birthed with this tremendous amount of self-esteem. And uh, depending on how we are nurtured, you know, through the years and accepted in those early stages of our development indicates as to how strong our self-esteem is on the other side of those things. Um, talk a little bit about um, your feeling around self-esteem, how important it is to have it, what you can do if you don't, uh, how to impact uh, the children, the kids that are around you now, uh, and making a difference with them developing? Well, self-esteem to me is the foundation of everything in your life. And if you were unfortunate to not have somebody value you in early childhood, it's not too late for you to learn to be the good mother and the good father to yourself. It takes 
vigilance to learn how to have sound self-esteem. You have to change how you talk to yourself in your mind. You have to change your beliefs about yourself. You have to override uh, the negativity that you believed was true but is really false that you learned if someone did not appreciate and value you. And um, self-esteem is a midway point between extremes. If you're having extremes in emotions, thoughts, or behaviors, like uh, one end of the continuum is where you would just be emoting and feeling all the time or you would be acting out, and the other end of the continuum would be maybe you're like a uh, no aspect to you. You don't uh, let anybody know what you're thinking and feeling and you are an observer. Those two extremes... Um, are not what sound self-esteem is. Sound self-esteem is a quiet, comfortable place where you uh, know and love yourself and you don't have to tell anybody and you don't have to put yourself down or hold back on your energy. It's in between the two extremes. And spending time finding out how you're negative to yourself no matter who you got it from, is your challenge uh, to upgrade your self-esteem as an adult. And it can be done. I've seen people do it a lot. And it's very powerful to say affirmations to yourself. And it's very important to not go too far away with your affirmations. Some people, um, you have to listen to what you will react to or not react to. So I might say to somebody that doesn't want to say, uh, I love and support myself, they might say, I'm learning. It's okay to love and support myself. It's okay to take responsibility for my life because it's not yet uh, okay for them to do that. So it's too big a stretch if the affirmation's too far out there for somebody. We have to visualize ourselves feeling and thinking and behaving in ways that are going to be um, happy and productive and um, connected to other people. So affirming and visualizing and changing that self-talk in our mind and our beliefs about ourselves or how you change your self-esteem and another one that i that i found because i was early on in my life one of those people that you were mentioning when you were talking about self-esteem having lacked that support early on is that i would continuously stretch myself to have new friends and new relationships in my life and though it would be uncomfortable at times to be with people that were more confident and have more esteem than I did, what it would do was it would, once I got past the uncomfortableness, it would draw aspects of myself out that had been lying dormant or uh, some talents and gifts that I had not used before. 
that because someone did have more esteem and and more character building skills than I did, they were able to recognize that potential in me. And that um, has been very helpful. I like to urge people to participate in well, classes, you know, going to new types of classes that you haven't gone to before, um, whether it's watercolor or whether it's something about self-development, but to connect with new people that don't know you and, and know your story. Don't you find also, Suzanne, that that helps people a lot, be in new environments? Yes, and you can take risks, and nobody knows you're taking a risk. You can also... Look at somebody that can do what you don't know how to do yet, and then you have someone to pattern after, someone showing you uh, that a person, say it's watercolor painting, that feels good about themselves. They just flop paint on the paper, and they don't care if they get good results. And you you learn to uh, what other people that feel better about themselves are able to do. So, yes, that's an excellent Excellent point. If we can see it in the mirror, right, then often it it can be a very powerful reality and very um, supportive. Um, The book, The Herald Solution, everyone, is the secrets of successful relationships revealed. And Suzanne Harold offers a lot of ideas about uh, a wide range of uh, relationship issues. And it's clear to say as long as we are in our human suit, we are going to have opportunities to grow in relationship. And I am very grateful to individuals like Suzanne that offer insight and ideas that help us along the way of life's journey. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening to From Good to Amazing, and today we are talking with Suzanne Harold about the inner works of publishing.com is her website, and we're talking about the inner works of relationship. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for The Blessing of the Financial Crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 
for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And most importantly, I want to thank so many of you for your Unity Online Radio donations. It's because of your donations. It's because you're saying yes by way of donation to something that you believe really matters and that is effective. And we are all very clear that unity is the much-needed message for a longing-to-be-changed world, a longing-to-be-shifted world as we're moving more into the birthing of 2012 into a whole new era. So thank you again for your participation for your sharing with people, our shows, and also for putting your dollar into the value of what matters in your life. We really appreciate you so much. I'm talking today with Suzanne Harrell, and we are talking about concepts of relationship and the various ways in which we can heal where we are, and either the relationship at work at home can change right before our very eyes, or we heal to the level that people leave, and new people come in. Suzanne, I know that one of the things that people talk about is they'll ask me in life coaching, are you saying stay when things are really, really bad? What would you call the red flags in relationship, or or when do we want to see those bags, packs, and and somebody ready to run? Yes, that's a really good point, because there are certain situations that you don't make healthy by staying and working on yourself. If there's physical or verbal abuse, if you have a drug addict or an alcoholic that will not seek treatment, if somebody is mentally ill and will not seek treatment, uh, if somebody does not honor rules that the relationship uh, has, like spend money without telling the other person or staying out all night and not telling people, telling the partner where they're going. Those kind of things are not where you need to stick around and figure out what your lessons are. It would be better to to learn how to leave so that you can figure out what the lessons were when you're in a safer, healthier environment. That is is such a strong point because um, you can hang out for a very long time and unless the other person is willing or is a team player or is accepting some of the issues that he or she may have, uh, your your whole life will pass by and your story, you'll just have shared it with a lot more people, but inevitably nothing is going to change, that's for sure. And so I think it's important for people to just take ownership that, you know, a 100 years from now, all new people. And 
when you look at your life, and again, that's where that esteem comes into play, is that if there is indeed um, 7 billion people on the planet, I think it's safe to say that all of us could find an, a person <laughs> to share our lives with if we consider that to be so significant. And what I would urge members of our audience to do is don't ever sell yourself so short um, because life is precious. And uh, our creator thought enough of us to create us. And our our whole essence isn't designed around either being um, beaten up by someone or that we make someone else feel bigger because they make us feel small. Any of those elements that Suzanne is is mentioning, please think enough of yourself not con- to continue to feed such level of dysfunction in our society. Suzanne, many years ago we used to laugh when we would talk about codependency and I know that some of the studies have changed through the years but we used to say that codependency is when you get to the end of your life and they show the past life review and the movie that you're watching um, you see everybody else in it uh, except yourself (laughs) isn't that cute Um, what would how would you define um, codependency, are there different levels or layers of it, or what tools could we could we think about as far as uh, having from good to amazing experiences with other people? Well, that's, that can be very tricky at first because we're taught it is better to give than receive, uh, that giving is good, and that is totally true. Um, it's good to give to young children. It's good to give to elderly people. But when you have adult-to-adult relationships, you want giving and receiving. You want the flip side of the coin. You want both. You want it reciprocal in a relationship. And codependence is where you cross the line and you care more about another person than you do about yourself. And many times it is seen as a good thing to uh, give too much to somebody or always put their needs before yours. But any time you do something for another person that they need to be doing for themselves, you rob them of their self-esteem. You rob them of what they need to be doing. So if wait a minute, pop- I think I think that that needs to be said. We ought to make that a bumper sticker or something. So could you say that again? I hope I didn't catch you or take you off guard. Oh, that's okay. Um, but any time, so you're saying any time you do something for another that they need to be doing for themselves. Uh, you rob them of their self-esteem. You're not doing your college kids a favor by uh, washing their clothes and uh, changing their uh, sheets. That is robbing them of growing up and being an individual person. And I'd say in junior high school they need to learn that, or middle school. And um, any time you put somebody else's needs ahead of yours and they're an adult, um, that's codependence. And the, the reason people do this is because it is just 
as much a problem as somebody that's uh, a physical addict, like an alcoholic. When you're codependent and you cross that line, you're an emotional addict. You're more interested in the other person's problems, the other person's uh, issues, the other person's comfort, that the other person doesn't get mad. And so you feel overly responsible for someone else. And we do that because we don't want to feel our own feelings, our own discomfort, look at our own issues, what's not working in our own lives. And so we focus on somebody outside ourselves. That can keep us from leaving a bad situation. And there are many 12-step groups to help people work through those issues, lots of information out there on it. Essentially, it's the same thing we've been talking about. You must be willing to look at yourself, your patterns, how you got in this situation, how you're repeating patterns, what do you want, what do you want to do differently, what are risks that I need to take so that I can start taking responsibility for my life and letting go of control because it's really you're trying to control the situation if you're trying to keep somebody else um, from growing up or from getting angry or from feeling their own pain. Mm, That's really, that's extremely powerful. You have people write in to you, don't you, Suzanne, on on your website? I do, and I have people that um, you know, ask me to write articles on certain subjects. And I have lots of free articles on some of the things we're talking about on the website. I want to remind everybody that that website is innerworkspublishing.com. Suzanne, is there any other area that you would like to highlight um, on our show today? I think it's important to emphasize um, spiritual connectedness. It's mandatory that you work out who you think you are, and you, you, you don't have to view it in terms of God. It could be a universal mind. It could be all that is. Um, but understanding... Uh, the importance that each of us is part of the greater whole, that we're a drop in the ocean of, of the universe, of all that is, of God, and, and how important that we need each one of us and how valuable we are to our own life and to everybody else. And as I heal myself and I grow in my spiritual connectedness, It adds peace to the world. It changes my life, and it ripples out to everybody I come in contact with. Uh, I have the opportunity to pull people up instead of allowing people to pull me down. And I'm just so um, appreciative of uh, understanding that concept and uh, practicing gratitude each day that that we have a rich inner connection 
to a higher power and and can develop our intuition to guide us and move forward and heal ourselves and then we can create joy and abundance and all the things that we're we say we want in our life but it comes from the inside out that is so so powerful well, for those of you that are listening, I just want to remind you once again that we're talking to Suzanne Harrell. She has written the book, The Harrell Project, all these different ideas and ways and avenues in which to work with relationship and to experience the joy of relationship. It's not always work um, once we are a, a willing participant and being a change agent agent in our world. I want to thank all of you for listening to our show. And Suzanne, I want to thank you for being on our show. Look forward to having you again. Again, it's innerworkspublishing.com. And I'm Temple Hayes. You can follow us um, at amazing at unity.fm. You can send me an email. And I just appreciate all of you who support our wonderful show on Unity Online Radio. Bless you, each and every one of you, and namaste. You are the face of God. you in my heart You are a part of me You are the face of God You are the face of God I hold you in my heart You are a part of me You are the face of God You are the face of God I hold you in my heart You are a part of me You are the face of God You are the face of God I hold you in my heart To say il volto dell'amore You are a part of me You are the face of God You are the face of love You are a part
for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm, there is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child. Trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.